What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year. Um, gentlemen, I think we should probably address the elephant in the room and, and talk about right, literally, and, and, and talk about what had occurred 48 hours ago at our uh, nation's capital, specifically our nation's capital building. I, I, I it's just <clears throat> mind boggling what had occurred and what we saw, and the, the level of you know bigotry, and I guess stupidity i'm sure that there there's going to be a couple listeners who aren't really liking the choice words that i have but i mean i kind of feel like we have to share those because that's how i i I really feel it was just nothing but stupidity yeah i mean would any of you guys care to to go in great detail about what had occurred for those who probably do not know what ended up happening (laughs) in washington dc yeah so I caught I caught the the beginning parts of it. It was it was shortly after after Trump had his speech, um, just like a block or two away, and just randomly while surfing the internet, not even looking for any news, like it came up about how people are storming the Capitol. And I was thinking, I was like, oh okay, storming, you know, just the the typical, a lot of protesters literally rallying up, going to a certain point, not really going up the stairs too much or anything like that, like what I would consider like an all right demonstration or or something that I think we can all agree on is, is acceptable as far as like voicing your concerns. Yeah. No, this was people climbing up scaffolding, people climbing up, literally climbing on the walls, walking up all the way to the beginning of the building, taking objects. Like I think someone, someone made like plexiglass type, like riot shields, they were busting down these glasses, they're busting Bats. down these doors, getting in. <laughs> and it was just, it is beyond comprehension. Words, yeah. <laughs> yep. It just, yep. it, it, to me, like, I'm all for peaceful protesting, right? Absolutely, uh, yeah. I don't necessarily yep. condone any type of rioting, though I understand, especially with the summer's riots, like, why they're occurring. You get to a certain point of oppression and 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 hatred and killings and all that stuff you're going to have boilovers that mm-hmm. makes sense something like this which is based on a farce based on no no distinguishable proof it's all it's all literally large large bits and pieces and you know i was i was an auditor for 5 for 5 years like on on a whole bunch of different things you're missing so much key information yeah. i mean that's why the that's why there were 60 different cases thrown out everything but like you have people that you riled up the president himself riled up intentionally to go and do misdeeds running up into the capitol breaking in 
getting into offices, destroying some offices. with some with intent to harm and destroy specific things. It just it was a point in time in our history that we've never experienced before. Not from people who've been oppressed for hundreds of years, whether it's women, blacks, indigenous, even even during protests for wars that we should never have been in. They never once got to this point. Mm-hmm. And it always seems to be white males. That the vast majority, yes. Yes, and so for those that uh, uh, that were have been living under a rock, um, it seemed to be the tipping point around three o'clock. Um, my dad and I, we were uh, listening to, I believe it was CNN. Um, and what was happening was they were doing the votes and, um, you know, we were going to Big V's and what happened was, or, um, you know, we started hearing gunshots and, you know, they were um, breaking down into the Capitol building and, you know, they were just running amok. And that's when they had to escort all the senators including Mike Pence and they had to lay low for a while, but it was just not enough. Um, It was, you know, it was embarrassing and quite frankly, it was treason for those people Mm -hmm. that were, um, it was, I believe it was like the first time that they've had to do this since, you know, for these. Yeah. yeah, 1812. Exactly. I believe. Yeah. Um, I don't know who was president at the time. Um, do any of you that some old know? white guy? <laughs> yeah, guarantee that. I guarantee. It's <laughs> I sure don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just and quite frankly, embarrassing. So, you know, I'm gonna ask for for uh, forgiveness on this one because I'm gonna take a stance from, you know, oh, the say it. just say it. We all we all <laughs> from all from a black man. We're gonna say it, and uh, I, you know, it might be a little soliloquy, but I just wanted to say. This was a blatant act of terrorism. Let's just call it what it is. That's 100%. exactly what yeah. it was. And the Insurrection, pers- terrorism. Mm-hmm. And the person who we can all blame and point our finger at is President Trump. Like He enabled his supporters to behave this way without any regard for human life. Like Dempsey was saying, I mean, there were senators, all types of elected officials. Staff members, like legitimate people mm-hmm. in that building. Yes, and he did not care, not one bit. I believe he tweeted out that, you know, basically giving them the green light to go fuck shit up, basically. FSU at his, in his best oh, he, form. He called it out. So in, in that speech that I said that I, I didn't catch the, I didn't catch live, he literally was like, just a couple blocks that way, they're counting the votes, the illegal votes, they're stealing, all this stuff. He literally pointed them in the direction and said, <laughs> go. Like, go have fun. <laughs> Bye, and my he little said, minions. I'll be there with you. Just but what he did was he literally, he literally just walked to his motorcade and went and, and left. And just peaced out and just chilled. And As, for hours, he was saying and doing nothing while all this was occurring. Tear gas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the insurrectionists, the terrorists, they were, they were shooting tear gas in, throwing tear gas and whatever. They had mace. They had riot shields. They had just... Anything they can grab on. Mm-hmm. They were attacking officers. Mm-hmm. They were going after unarmed people. Yeah. 
and he was sitting there doing nothing about it except for inciting it in the first place and and what really upsets me the most is that people say well this is similar to what occurred in in the summer and this is where i disagree and i say that they're not comparable at all like i'm just gonna say it they were thugs they were thugs that ride in destroyed the property because they were throwing a temper a temper tantrum excuse me and acting like spoiled little brats because their president lost a fair election a fair election a lot by a by a lot what six seven eight million votes eight million still going up man <laughs> man, you're gonna feed. You're gonna feed into that. It's still going on. Where they get the votes from? And so, I mean, I'm all for the right of you know to assemble and protest. I mean, we're we're all for that right. But I mean, yeah. we, we need to have it be a, a legit reason to protest. Now, what I want to do is I want to dissect it from why the black people were were rioting in the summer. Now, George Floyd, surrounded by the martyrdom that he was, he was murdered in broad daylight, like straight up murdered in broad daylight. People watching. It was it was live. Mm -hmm. And when that incident had occurred, there were so many eyes that were open like that act itself probably invoked 400 plus years of anger, pain, hurt. And agony, and we, you know what? We just got fed up and we exploded. And because you know we're just tired of being sick and tired of being marginalized and persecuted and disenfranchised and abused, killed, killed, not justified killings. And you know we just want the same fair treatment that the majority receives because you know Justin and I, we're not privileged. You know we just don't want the majority to shoot us like they don't shoot them. So exactly. So if you think about it, you know, that's how our America is. It's actually two Americas. It's two hypocritical Americas. There's one where you can storm the federal building and not have any type of consequences. You won't be punished. You won't be castigated. You know, and police, they do exercise restraint because their president will not care. But then and because I'm, they're white, they're white. <laughs> we have to emphasize that it's because they are white that they are given these mm-hmm. passes. And then on the other side, you have a group of people who look like Justin and I, who would get killed on sight for even just breathing on the stairs. If you come an ass hair in length of the stairs, we are not going to get that far. We are going to get mm-hmm. lit up. Because the cops don't know how to exercise restraint when they see somebody that looks like Justin and I, you know. As soon as we would have hit that first barrier, bro, man, pushed them we down. We would have got, we would have no. blown away. Not, not even that first barrier. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this straight up: when Black Lives Matter took their protest to Washington in a peaceful manner, mm-hmm. there were the Capitol Police in full riot gear there were yep national guard members yeah members yep. of the military <laughs> in full military gear before they arrived there oh yeah they were already prepared and that the funny thing about it is the majority of the protests for black lives matter have been so peaceful mm-hmm. until the police push past any type of civility push people to the edge 
Mm-hmm. Now there are going to be bad actors, and we saw that. And it's it. I'm pretty sure we can all condemn those that took advantage of the situation to sit there and loot and and, mm-hmm. and burn down a bunch of stuff. Yep, but destroy, as I said yeah. earlier, right. It also comes at the fact that this has been a four. It's been centuries of of just everything compounding over and over and you keep breaking the, the, the camel's back with every single star you keep putting on it. Mm-hmm. We've, we've had to see this for civil rights movement marches. Back then we said, why don't you just do what you're told? Yada, yada, yada. The yeah. exact same thing is being said and done right now, whether it's peaceful or not, there's, they're still trying to put down black indigenous people of color anyone that's not white anyone that's not white anyone that's not christian it it's it's such a plague in this country the way we allow people to be treated when we were founded on mostly pagan ideals from people who wanted to get away from religious persecution right we steal right. we steal the land in a, in a sense because they never said that they owned it because they believed in it but the indigenous people were the caretakers for this land and we took it and we massacred them. We committed genocide. We assimilated them and removed their culture from them because we did not like them. They were not white. We don't teach that in school the way we are supposed to. We say every single time, Oh, we were so friendly to these people and they were the ones that were savages and this and that. Yeah. And, and it's just had this been, and it's a stupid hypothetical because not once in hundreds of years has anyone that's been persecuted actually done this, but had someone of color that was Muslim, anything attempted anything remotely close to this body count would be in the hundreds to thousands. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Within, within a short period of time for, the four hours, three, four hours of of the actual siege, as I would call it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair only, word. Only four people were killed. And and four. it sounds bad when I say only four. I honestly hate the idea of people dying unnecessarily. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did something extremely and excessively stupid, and there's consequences, but only four. One of them was an officer who was beaten with a f- a fire extinguisher, an officer oh, from, a, from a group who literally sits there and claims blue lives matter. Well, yeah, that's that's crazy. And then three, and then three, three of the people out of the thousands that broke through and got into the Capitol building, which is a federal crime in and of itself, beyond just just trespassing. Right? Only three of those people, and for the longest time. There was no pushback from the officers. They were letting people in. They were they were not. They were walking yeah, with them. They were taking <laughs> pictures with them. Pictures. And yeah. and I get yeah. what I'll say in a very very small line of defense is in that type of situation you have hundreds of people to your one. If you're the officer, you don't want to die at so all. I, I I I get that. I really do. But why? Why was there not a mobilization well prior when they knew about it? They knew what was going to happen. It's literally the dog whistle has been going on since 
since before he became president, before Trump became president, mm-hmm. it's been boiling up. Everyone could see it coming. Previous previous FBI director, I don't remember his name, um, Michael something, I think. I was Michael listening Flynn. to him talk. Michael no, Flynn. it wasn't Michael no. Flynn. It was a different guy. Uh, maybe it was CIA. Flynn. No, it was CIA. A oh, previous, a previous Comey. director. Comey? No. It's it's a name that I haven't heard before, but he was he was literally saying in all of their their trainings and simulations, they never once thought that domestic terrorists would come in and and do this, and they never planned for it or anything like that. And that to me is just it's crazy because and Justin, you could probably you could probably go with some of this too. But like a lot of like the government training that I had because I was I was applying for a secret uh, clearance secret clearance and one of the biggest things that they would push was insider threats and as a country we never looked inside we've had so many white terrorists white shooters all this stuff and we never ever label them until years after mcveigh in oklahoma i still think loosely they don't even necessarily call him a terrorist either but how they did not take the steps that they took against peaceful protesters for Black Lives Matter hours before they showed up. Here, they knew the exact same thing, and they did not mobilize anything because it fell in line with the person who ran this country. And that's just it's sad. unacceptable on so many different levels. It's so irresponsible. Three hours. If three or four hours had gone by in the siege... And there are people of color. And we look at the different situations of a black person walking to their car, a kid playing with a toy gun, someone potentially, and this was a big potential, had a fraudulent bill, a small fraudulent bill, uh, someone selling something outside that apparently they weren't supposed to sell, all that stuff. People died because of such minor transgressions. Or Trayvon Martin walking through. Yeah, just walking through a neighborhood like, to go was, home. His, his dad, yeah, his dad actually lived there, but um, still though, walking through a neighborhood with a hoodie. It's just stand your ground. The the whatever. fact the fact that fourteen thousand four hundred seconds, which is about four, which I think it's the four hour, like that's how long four hours is. In that amount of time, if we look at how often unarmed non-violent black people are being killed for no fucking reason. We would have thousands of bodies without cause. But Mark, uh, what's crazy to me is uh, I think like the biggest defense uh, for some of these officers is that they fear mm-hmm. for their life. I mean, more what's more fearful than a, mo- a mob of angry people rushing a building that you're supposed to be off their protection? With improvised weapons. I, I don't know. That's just me. Pipe bombs. They, they yeah, literally... That's- yeah. There have been stuff that have come out. The FBI has found that someone was placing pipe bombs. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then the truck of uh, bombs and uh, and uh, yeah. firearms, like two blocks before the building. Like, come these, on, man. These are the same people that came from different states to go to Minnesota to shoot people because they were, quote, unquote, protecting other people's property. That most of them did not know who those people were or who owned the property or any of that stuff. Right. Same people, just toting guns, willing to kill people just because. For no reason. Because they're not yeah. them. They're not or them. because of Trump. No reason. And the same guy that the pipe bombs, was it a couple of years ago, 
that was sending pipe bombs to celebrities to CNN oh, anchors. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. I yeah. did too. Yeah, because Thanks of Trump. That never happened yeah, because that, Trump dude. was yeah. calling those people out directly, saying something needs to happen to them because of fake news or what? Because of like Robert De Niro, um, you know, Kelly Conway, his or her or her husband, all those guys. So, just another example. So, you guys know what's crazy to me. And you guys touched, you know, you touched base on it a little bit. I mean, you know, after 400 plus years of prejudice and bigotry and all of the other synonyms (laughs) that are, you know, you know, associated with those words. I don't think that any black people would even try to, you know, storm the Capitol building, even if they say they were or said that they weren't going to do it. I think innately every reason to every single reason reason. to but i think a part of us we innately know that there are consequences that will follow with that like there's no way in hell that i would do that even though it might be warranted because instead of me getting upset because my beloved president lost uh, a fair election (laughs) i wouldn't run up there (laughs) and you know, try to flex my muscles because I know what's going to happen if I end up doing that. I'm going to get blown away. They are going to shoot me out of my J's. Like, my my Jordans will still be on the cement when I get by. They are going to light me up. So I just think one point that I want to get and and make is, you know, when a country turns its back on, on a certain group of people and you turn a blind eye, you know, people of color, you know, they're going to act out until you can actually see them clearly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it just upsets me to the point that our president won't condemn or or deplore any of those individuals who are, you know, rioting and acting out. Like he the, said like he how, loved them. He, yeah. He told them, just go home and, and just, just calm down. Basically. He's so peaceful about it. Yeah. And... and <laughs> You have to, you do have to keep some kind of decorum during something like this. That that was probably because Biden, they Biden told him his to. to. Yeah, but remember, yeah, but uh, he hasn't really done half the things he was told to. Sorry, Justin, go ahead. Uh, so there was a tweet uh, that he posted uh, that said, "When they start sh- uh, looting, we start shooting." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like crazy that. when you apply it yeah. to today's content. And he's like, man. Like, and then you know, didn't, he also tweeted about out in Seattle and and Portland, Portland. about how how um, when people were were basically getting fed up with the way they were being treated during peaceful protests, they started taking over municipality buildings mm-hmm. and federal buildings, and and he literally said that he was going to go after them swiftly, full extent, all that stuff. And here he had a serene peaceful loving tone when talking to the people hours like two and a half three hours into this it took him that long to respond to basically try and say hey it's okay they cheated he literally still wasn't giving it up and he just kept going on with that rhetoric and he said we love you we support you just go home and that that to me is the epitome of what he's done to this country is he is allowed in such a high fervent volume, this, this hatred 
of the white supremacist, neo-Nazi, Confederate flying, nationalist, fake love of black lives or uh, fake love of the the blue lives blue line thing. Like he's allowed that to go to such a strong degree that it's scary on so many levels. And and for for us that aren't, you know black indigenous people of color or, or or women or anyone else that's been persecuted the fact that i have this amount of terror in general speaks volumes for every other person who's been oppressed degraded demeaned beaten broken killed like it's it's on so many different levels of stupidity mm-hmm. that it was allowed to happen for something that's Right, because every time, though, something like this has happened, he always waits. He doesn't do it, you know. And the, never, he he's not proactive never with calls, He never calls right. him out either. Right, he's, he always he's happy does with it. their decision of what right. they do. He, he does it through tweet. He never goes on national TV. He tweets. You know, it's like texting and just it's not he doesn't call. I'm gonna That's I'm gonna break problem. up with you via text. I'm gonna break up with you via text or an email. Yeah, yeah. Not to your face. Exactly. Not over the phone. Text or an email. Right. Mm. Right. And I mean, I would never. You know, I, I, I. This is probably in poor, poor taste. But imagine if, 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 if Hitler was alive. Imagine what, what would he do? He would probably do exactly something. what he's been doing. Yeah. yeah exactly. Probably with more tact, though, because and this is this is controversial, and I don't mean it in a way that I support Hitler. But Hitler is one of the best oratory people in our history. Right, he, he convinced a nation of people to forego thought, and a lot of them were very intelligent people too. Yeah, to forego mm-hmm. thought to think the way he wanted them to. You have to have you have to have skills to be able to do that. Now he used his skills for an, an, the wrong reason, evil. an amazingly <laughs> evil thing. But but it's just I think if Trump was a smart individual, <laughs> and I say smart, not intelligent, just smart, just the baseline, right? This could have been so much worse. He's he's literally been trying to in my opinion, turn himself into a dictator. He he wants the power. He wants the prestige. He wants the capability to be the head honcho. Mm-hmm. He would do anything. He's been trying to do almost anything to keep, retain, and progress himself that had he been more intelligent. Yeah, he would have gotten that second turn. The, no, he would have. No, he, no. he literally would have turned it into he changed laws. He'd be able to run for more than two two presidencies he would turn it into a dictatorship because he had the right base of people and I, and I don't mean right as in they are correct i'm saying they are the people insane. that act just like the him. ones, the ones yeah, who the have ones, his thought processes that, yeah the ones that that stormed the capitol building they are dangerous and violent people that are easy to control if he was smart enough he could have had mm. more people that had intelligence as well that could have done more damage to this country and we probably would not be the u.s anymore no any modicum of of what we represent which is kind of like a mixture of like um it's it's mostly republic but we also have democratic 
abilities within our in our, in our institution as well as federalist type things. It's just it's it's just it's it's we'd, scary. We'd and have people, to flee. We'd have to flee. You, yeah. Um, it's just. Yeah, we, we could tell you're really passionate about it, man. I know that this is really uh, upsetting you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it is upsetting all of us. So There's so many people oh. that don't find anything wrong with it, though. That's the oh. thing. Or they try to say, well, what about the riots in the summer? Trying to compare apples to oh, Yeah, they try to justify it. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I was saying, like, you can't really compare the two because – you know, one group of people were really, like you said, persecuted and abused and hurt for 400 years. Just think about it. That's 400 years where we didn't fight back at all because we tried mm-hmm. to turn cheek and, and, you know, and be the bigger person. But mm-hmm. we, you know, we give them just a little tiny bit of dose of what we can do. And then everyone wants to freak out. Like, just think about it. Like, And I've said this before, black people are not a monolith. We don't move in one. We don't move in unison. But to think if we were to move in unison, I think that it would spell doom for a lot of people. And I'm not saying that black people are, you know, uh, you know, uh, like angry, rage people or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, when people get fed up with things, we're going to start doing things differently until you know, things get better. And I mean, you have, you know, you had the Martin Luther Kings of the world. You had the Malcolm X's of the world. Might've been a lot of Martin Luther Kings in the world, but now, nowadays, I mean, people are starting to get black people are starting to get a little militant. Tired, you know, we're tired of it. We're not, we're not, you know, regressing back into those olden days where we just kind of forgive everything that happens to us. It's like, no, we're not going to put up with this anymore. And also I think, we're more understanding of the laws and stuff like that. I see more and more people arming themselves because yeah. it is our right to bear arms. And, and, and the I fact 100% that, believe that, that you have the right to have a, a firearm in your home, uh, obviously illegal, you know, follow within the system and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, like you said, the, you see those people, they showed up with, with guns and bombs and stuff like that. And then you look at our protests, you don't hear about people showing up with weapons or anything mm-hmm. like that, or even what happened to the uh, the Indians, to be honest with you, what happened to them? I would have been out there with a weapon. This is my oh, land yeah. you mm-hmm. trying to take. <laughs> yeah, this the, is the Dakota Pipeline, right, that you're talking about. Right? Yeah, like yeah. they were, they uh, sprayed them down with hoses and everything. I mean, you would think it was uh, the 1960s out there. They was spraying these people down with uh, the water hoses and everything. The and, indigenous um, people of this land have every right to literally go full-blown terrorist on America. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't even call it terrorists because they're they're literally they're of this land. (laughs) They are are of this land. But if you look at their history though, like that's what I always like compliment them about their history, man. Like it was really it was really hard for the white people to uh, enslave them because they did go nuts. They was out there scalping people. Like, you know, and I think they also they moved as a unit eventually, you know. Um, you know, I think we just uh, I, I don't sorry, I don't want to say we, but uh, I mean they were just outnumbered eventually. But I think, man, they gave them a run for their money. It was not mm-hmm. messing around. Mm-hmm. Like okay. they did that with less advancement in technology and everything. Yeah, like we gonna fight this out, you know. And then like uh, you just hear about so many great stories of them. I mean, uh, so uh, I think 
for us as African Americans, I think it was harder for us not like being brought over here, like not everyone speaking the same language, right? Uh, not, yeah. not knowing the lay of the land and stuff like that. Because you'll get a lot of people saying, "Well, well, you know, why didn't you guys rise up?" I mean, we did have people like Nat Turner. You know, he did. You know, he started a little revolution himself and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we did have people that tried to, but um, I mean, you're at a huge disadvantage being brought over here. You know, everyone speaks different dialects, different. You know things, and then um, and your your passions aren't with you anymore, yeah. right? Because you've been stripped of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not mm-hmm. not just that, but like you're in a land that's not yours. Yeah, you, everything you is foreign be, to you. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, you're not passionate about it anymore because it's not your home. It's not your your livelihood. It's not what you remember. It's not what you grew up with, and that sort of thing. And I think that that helped to keep the segregation of of black people amongst themselves. When when they're brought over against the will and shit, like it's just then you're separated from your family too. And mm-hmm. right. they I intentionally mean, did that, and that's oh, yeah. Yeah, you could be like, I mean, me and him, we're brothers. Well, we're all brothers, but like, I mean, your dad could be sold off next week or something. You know, like your mom could be sold off, your sister. You know, so um, it's it's just it's crazy to see, uh, you know, how uh, history kind of repeats itself. Like I feel like. The minorities we always constantly being suppressed, and then this time, and it's it's funny because when when you tally the votes and stuff like this, and this is more ironic and not me trying to make anything of it, but the the Trump supporters were in the minority this time, and they oh, felt yeah. suppressed. But yeah. but the thing is, is that they weren't being suppressed. They were they literally just lost an election. That's it. That's all. It's yeah. It, it, it happens, and we always think the worst thing can happen, right? Um, everyone on the on the Democratic side that is literally always identified as Democrat or whatever that you know the straight ballot type people always fear whenever a Republican comes in. Republicans the exact same thing when a Democrat comes in. Yeah, uh, I'm a centrist. I've I've never voted straight party ticket ever. I voted for the Green Party, Libertarian, Democrat, <laughs> Republican. Like, to me, it's 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 stupid to associate with a party, but the only time I was ever afraid from when I can remember from elections, from from hearing discussions leading up to elections and stuff like that, has been Donald Trump. He's the only time uh, I've ever been afraid. Yeah. And honestly, I I'm fine with people being Republican, being Democrat, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What I'm not fine with is the hate rhetoric disdain and just blatant blatant disregard for so many different things that has come from this because i don't i don't associate trump supporters especially ones that are doing this the the storming storming the capitol building um the the traitors the insurrectionists Mm -hmm. treasonous mother things um yeah um (laughs) That is, a com- that is, yeah, that is a completely different group of people now. Mm-hmm. Most Republicans are not that way. I would think. You would hope. I would not. hope. Yes, I would hope that of the 73, 74 million people that voted for Trump, it's because they voted a straight Republican ticket, not because they approved of the guy. 
if that is the case, I am very scared for one, this country, and two, a lot of people in this country. I think it's because uh... right right now, when when you look at politics on the scale of left and right, right now the left is just left of center. And and I can say that because I'm I'm a very much centrist type person in so many things in my life, which is kind of not great because it makes me not passionate in a lot of things, sadly. Um, but we are so far right right now on the right side. We are further further than than we've ever been. Yeah. And the the problem is, is that most people in America can't or won't see it. Right now, people or on the left might be like, "Oh yeah, they're way right." Well, you're always going to have people on the left say right is too right, and right on saying left is too left. That's that's always going to happen, right? It's the whole parabola thing. But when you look at the world and what left and right is literally in this world, we are heavily leaning right compared to so many other things, and that that's scary because that is fascism in the negative sense that is communism in the negative sense the the bad parts about what has happened in history throughout the world and that's literally where it comes from Mm -hmm. and then yes you do have some that might be extremely far left but we're nowhere near where that is and that's that's what scares me because this is the first step the the capital building it's a honestly to me that is a test that is seeing one how many people were willing to do it mm-hmm. just the first time, and two what steps were were going to be taken. Right? Yeah, that was the pretest. <laughs> yeah, like it, you know, it, we're not being they're not being graded on it right now. Yeah. So many thriller, suspensive, suspenseful movies about like terrorism and stuff like that literally show you always have someone like poking and prodding and you're testing little things, and that's exactly what's been happening for years. Chickens are coming home to roost. <laughs> well, the good news is that Trump won't be attending Biden's inauguration. Well, is it because good you think that's good? Because yeah. I, I feel that that gives it's petty. his people. Well, not just that. It's dangerous because right. that means that means that his his people know that he won't be there. So he won't be in danger, which means they can pull this kind of stuff again. That's what well, I'm afraid. I'm of. sure that there were there's been other presidents that haven't attended inaugurations for the ones who are succeeding them. So, sure, right. so I don't think that we were alive. Right, eighteen hundreds, maybe. Yeah, right. Because I don't. I'm. I'm not sure if um because you think about it, uh, Clinton. I don't know if he attended Bush he or did. not. Uh, or did he? Even though he got impeached. Yeah. So so just to clear things up for people, impeachment does not mean removal, removal. from office. Yeah. Right. It just means that you are you're basically slightly handcuffed or like slap on the wrist saying what you did was wrong. Um yeah. it it does I think reduce a little bit of the power, just a very minute amount of the power. Um but it, it it's literally just like putting something on someone's official transcripts. Yeah, I, I feel like they're Chris. You might you might remember this, but you remember tentative findings in residential life back at Fair State University. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it was, you know. Yeah, uh, it's, it's basically or or like in, in your guys' jobs, right? Um, you have write ups, 
Yeah, perform. That's basically all it is. You did something <laughs> bad, so we're gonna write you up and give you a warning for it. That's that's all it is. And last time it was invoked was because a guy got a blowjob. People were up and they hated about him it. from for it. And he was trying. He was he was trying not to put the business out there because one, you know, he was a married man, and two, it was an intern, right? So. It literally did not want to open that can of worms for the public. It is a very private matter that probably should have been discussed. And we made such a big deal about it that we impeached him for yeah. moral things. The man just wanted his worm to be grilled. <laughs> what you got to say, Justin? Cause, think you know, of how <laughs> many, how many times if, if, <laughs> It, it seems like Justin wants to say something, though, because he kind of okay. squirmed at that a little bit. I'm going to throw this out there. If my man would have got a blowjob in the privacy of his home, probably would have went a lot better oh, yeah. than getting a, pri- uh, a blowjob in the Oval Office. I'm going to throw well, that out there. That, right? <laughs> we got to throw that in there, man. Do you guys, Girl, do you guys, also, do you guys also remember, too, like, uh, he was trying to... <laughs> He was trying to fucking derail the whole thing by saying, can you please tell me what the definition of is is? Do you guys remember that? No, I don't he was, remember he was asking part. for the definition of the word is. I yeah. is. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, don't get what? me wrong. But if there was ever a place to get a little job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like it's like the Mile High Club, right? It is. So yeah. I'm not yeah, mad at him. But, That's what it became, you know. I can see the touchy area of our people was up in arms. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, and, I mean, it was, it was literally, it was literally you like, sucked on your own time. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in your own place, right? But like yeah. something, something that had to do with morals, right? Which I think we can all somewhat agree with, depending, right? You know, because now there's the non-monogamous uh, or polyamorous life, right? Um, oh, they ain't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not ready. <laughs> yeah, that. We're gonna say that for another episode. <laughs> But you're impeaching a man over that. <laughs> when we have something that's excessively more dangerous, deadly, and and just flat out bad in general for this country, and it happens almost daily mm-hmm. in the way our president's been acting, we claimed moral back then. We're not allowed to claim moral now. And that, that to me is a reversal of how we would I would think we should be progressing. We should be going more and more moral and ethical, right? Obviously, in my opinion, I don't think we should be bringing in uh, morals when it comes to religion, because oftentimes we leave out all religions except for Christianity. And most of the teachings are are the same about the respect and love and and all that stuff. So, Mm -hmm. but we literally should be holding ourselves more and more accountable each time we progress and we're just regressing it's a well, sad state of affairs with that said <laughs> affairs <laughs> <laughs> hey with that said after, after trump we as well as biden we should be ushering in a new generation as well as well i shouldn't say a new um president a new set of you know um builders. And- well not even that but like um like get rid of the electoral college because obviously it's broken and uh, I wouldn't say necessarily broken outdated. Yes. Outdated. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the word. Um, because for one, well, do we really want, you know, um, 
it seems who was the youngest president? I mean, other than JFK, because obviously Obama. he didn't, he Obama. didn't think Obama was the next I one. Think, after yeah. Kennedy. yeah, yeah, because obviously JFK didn't get to finish uh, his his mm. turn time yeah. in office. We all know that, but um, it, you know, we just we need um, and just a new fresh set of um, morals and just a new. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how to say this, but um, I think new new perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and the acceptance of multiple ones, you know, Mm -hmm. and we just, we need Um, a a ceiling in terms of age, you know, nothing over the, you know, let's say 50. Nothing over 50. Yeah. So, (laughs) and and so I'm going to counter that a little bit. Um, because with age usually comes wisdom. Yeah. And I'm not going to say always because it's not the case you have to, you have to experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you also have to experience certain things too. You can, you can be a sheltered person that's old and, and not have wisdom. Um, I agree that there should be a, a limit as to how old some people can be because let's face it. The current, and the coming are way too old, um, in my opinion. Uh, even Bernie Sanders, I think, is, is too old. Because you're, the problem is, is you're, you're putting people who have a higher chance of health risks, like, because of age. It's a natural thing. It's, I'm not trying to make it seem like a bad, bad thing about, against people or anything, but you're, you're putting them in a high-stress, high-frictioning, type role and they're supposed to maintain certain levels for four years potentially eight no no real time (laughs) off yeah potentially eight with no real time off right Mm -hmm. one the amount of the amount of aging it does on a person mentally physically and emotionally would be so so much of a toll um but also like just the the presence, right, of, of how things are. So everyone's big thing is, you know, Joe Biden and potentially dementia and stuff like that, right? Ramblings. Right. Um, right. Obviously, Trump couldn't have mostly coherent sentences no. ever. Kofefe. That Yeah. Um, that, to me, is, is something that I think we need to, like, kind of look at because our, our big thing is we, we – do a lot of international business and affairs and stuff like that. And not having someone that's a strong representation, good health, articulate stuff like that. I think that hinders us on a lot of different levels. Now they don't have to be, you know, an immaculate person when it comes to all of those aspects. But I mean, no, you just but need to be least, cognizant of a lot of that, I think. Right. But yeah. at least, you know, let's get more, like you said, wisdom, yes. But, and to be honest, yeah, Bernie, at least to me, just given the fact, because socialism to me, to me at least, was a strong uh, choice. But just the fact, capitalism needs to go. Um, or, whether, uh, so I agree capitalism is bad because I think that's where you're trying to get at. The way, the way capitalism in the United States is being used is bad. The idea of capitalism is not bad. Gotcha. So, I, you know, um, I kind of wanted to bring it back to uh, 
or the rioting, excuse me, that that took place a couple of days ago. I want to ask you guys something before, you know, we, we break out of here. Um, how do you guys deal with the people who, you know, you're, you're friends with who are in support of what was going on in our nation's capital? I mean, for um, like, like the friends or people that, you know, there could be people that you know that oh, are your acquaintances your okay yeah. How about both I'm gym, like that <laughs> yeah maybe maybe start with people you know or your friends like because... i mean the people that i i mean for my friends you know it's just like um just pray that it, ne- you know, you just hope that it never happens Hope, again. Hopes and prayers. <laughs> yeah, hopes and prayers, and like, do do you cut them off because you know their their well, views are so skewed, or maybe it's not aligned with, you know, your your values and everything. Yeah, yeah, and just hopefully that you know, with with Biden, that um, he's got you know he's got a big plan for this because otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Justin, what about you, man? I know you uh, were you so were. This is a uh, a tricky subject for me, but I know we went pretty deep other episodes. So I actually had a relationship that was like very near and dear to me cut off because uh, I saw the world differently than I, uh, someone uh, else viewed it, and it kind of hurt me personally. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't cut some like I wouldn't cut someone off. I, I guess it would have to be like extremely like like extremely uh, painful, hurtful, damaging. Yeah, like you would mm-hmm. have to really be like like because uh, I I support the Black Life Movement. You would have to be like like extremely like like hateful towards that. I guess for me to really try to like cut you off because like I feel like um, when you care about someone, like you should always have an open dialogue with them. You're not yeah. going to always 100% agree with them, but um, as long as you can respect my opinion and I and like I want I don't want to say respect well i mean i guess in a way that has to there has to be a common like i respect the individual yeah uh i won't always support what you're saying and stuff like that but um i can agree to disagree on certain things because we all have different experiences and stuff like that but i think there are issues that yeah you could cut people off but the issue where i was cut off with these two people it wasn't that deep um in my opinion it was kind of hurtful um that they cut me off like that. So, uh, you know, cause I've known these people for like 20 years of my life. So that was very hurtful in my way where I was like, we could just disagree, you know? Yeah. But, and um, I mean, that's, I'm not, the, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just say the, the length of time that you invest in a relationship to, I think makes a huge difference. Right. Yeah. Um, because if we, if we just keep, cutting each other out of all these conversations there's no way for us and them to grow right exactly um and that's that's where like so i try and have that dialogue with people it's hard because emotions are involved especially with something like the death of people in 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 just stupid ways right you know the whole like blm like being in support of that and people not understanding it it's hard to not get emotional with that, but that's where you have to try, especially with those that you're close with, those that you have those relationships with to be able to try and convince them. And yes, there are times where you can't convince them. And like Justin was saying, like if it's, if it's 
damning enough, damaging enough, and it completely destroys your peace, I think you have to do what you have to do to keep your own peace. But a lot of times I think people are too quick to completely dismiss it. Um, and that, I mean, I mean, there are people that I have cut out because of that, because they literally just spew hate, hate, hate. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. And I've, I've been finding myself becoming more and more angry because of that. And because of just discourse, the, the improper discourse, um, and that's where that's where you have to be cognizant of that. But like, there are some people that that still believe that the BLM movement and the riots and looting and stuff that happened uh, is no different than what just happened at the Capitol. And it, it's it's hard to get them to see that because if someone's eyes are shut and they're, they're glued shut, stable shut, whatever you want to call it, and they've they have no desire to try and open their eyes and you try and help them. It's not going to, it's not going to work. But you just have to be mindful of that. I mean, look how many friendships were lost over the whole Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Over just basic politics. Yeah. Like Like a Democrat and a Republican. Oh no. Yeah. Red and blue. And that's, that's, that's stupid in my mind. Um, Because we can't advance without those different perspectives. That's my opinion. You have to have, so many different perspectives in order to see the real big picture, you know? So, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, if someone is not going to be open at all about learning, um, learning about the other side and everything that's involved with that, I, I feel that there's no need to, you know, try to, I guess, um, what advanced friendships. So I, I'm, you know, with me, I have no problem <laughs> saying peace out to, to people. <laughs> I mean, I'm a nice guy. I think everyone knows that. But uh, I'm at the point where, you know, if you want to, like you said, Chris, spew hate and, you know, promote bigotry and like like I mentioned earlier, all of the other synonyms, uh, from I don't have anything. Too. Yeah. Yeah. From a bad place, from a negative aspect of it. I really don't have time for that. So, you know, I got a mortgage and, and a wife and children. I'm, you know, I got other shit I got to worry about. And cats. you being a part you of three it. cats. I, that too. <laughs> I, I, I really don't want to be bothered with that. So I got to let you go. And there's no harm, no foul. But I really don't have any room for you to, to grow with me at that point. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't think of Yeah, I got you. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Person, I'm just like. We can disagree to uh, agree, and like I said, like I mean, you guys are my core friendship. So yeah, and we're. I don't. I want. I don't want to say we see eye to eye on everything, but I think we have like common core values. So um, I would yeah. never cut you guys off because I feel like our values aren't aligned. Yeah. But like associate, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, I also try to to seek to understand people. Uh, but like you said, you can't. I can't understand hate. No, not yeah. at all. No, I, there's no room for that. And I mean, I'm all for disagreeing. I, I'm cool yeah. with that. You're not going to hurt my feelings. But when it gets to when we get a little granular on it. Yeah, I got to let you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to say one last thought and then I know I'm going to cut myself off. But um, back in college, uh, I had the pleasure of having multiple conversations, both in passing and and while seeing some of his activities, but Dr. David Pilgrim is by far one of the people that I respect, admire, and, and, and take a lot of lessons from because 
he said it best that if you're not having dialogue and there's not conflict in it, what are you really getting out of it? Exactly. He, he made me he made me feel comfortable allowing conflict to occur. And I don't mean conflict as in like physical fights and stuff like that, but like having disagreements, having difference of opinions, because that's where you grow. Learning from different perspectives, gaining other perspectives, having that conversation, really digging deep in yourself to to try and inform, not not convince or turn someone over, but mm-hmm. inform someone of, of information that you know of and finding out information from them. I think that's the whole idea of communication. That is the quintessential part of being human and learning and conversing with another person. But and I think more of that needs to happen in, in the right in the right ways. And we've lost a lot of that. Because of this one man. No, not yeah. not necessarily well, just because of this one man. It it's it's a it's a modicum of different things like technology. It's it's the way we express ourselves. It's it's the whole stigma, you know, that we're we're trying to discuss, you know, with this podcast. There there's so many different things, right? Um, yes, Trump is a huge current thing for it, but I'm talking about long run um, things that have influenced us, affected us, and changed us from having meaningful conversations with each other to just staying within our own tribe, so to speak, to get that reaffirmation of this is right because these people also agree with me kind of thing. Hmm. Okay. I get you on that. I I think that's really true. Like people don't want to be uncomfortable, have uncomfortable conversations. So you keep it with people that think the same way as you do where, um, like I said, I, I mean, I think I kind of do a little bit, but like, I'm always, you guys know, I'm pretty open-minded. Like I like to hear different perspectives, but uh, I think certain conversations, like I prefer to have with you guys versus like a stranger, you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's going to be normal. Right. Um, It having a place to have comfort is going to be normal. Um, Well, it's more like, I guess a safe zone because like, I feel like in our relationship, you could say something totally different. Like me saying I'm a capitalist, you know, you can say, oh, hey, I'm a socialist, you know, and I believe this and stuff like that. And I can still respect Trust. you. And, yeah. and like I would, you know, care about, OK, well, hey, you know, what is something that that's different and like, you know, beneficial to this situation? Mm-hmm. And here's what I feel. Like. And like I feel like we could walk away and still be at peace uh, where other people you might not be able to do that. Right. It would just be nice if, you know, if, um, just because. Like if we had people from the right that we could still say, if it didn't take place, that we could still have a, a peaceful conversation um, from them in our in our group, you know, yeah. from this whole con- from this whole uh, you know this big group, regardless. Mm-hmm. But, but it'd be nice to get there for like somebody that's act- that was actually there to get their perspective, like. Like yeah. for them to like feel safe, like hey, I just want to know yeah. what was going through your mind. Like yeah, that's just yeah. Not exactly, like, exactly. And 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 to be able to and that's, I mean, but that's that's one of the reasons why I love playing devil's advocate because I think there's more to any story than what people know, hear, see, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that there's very fine people on all sides, <laughs> um, but we just we lose too much of. 
being human by not discussing things, I think. So, like you said, we're going backwards, we're regressing, yeah. right? Right, you know what, fellas? This, this was a good one. I mean, it's, it's still fresh out there, and I'm glad that we, you know, kind of looked at it from uh, you know, from we were looking outside in, I guess you can say. And we kind of had to dissect this to a molecular level. And uh, I mean, there's just, I don't know. I don't really have wor- many words for it because it's, uh, I'm still kind of in shock because I would have never thought that something like this would have ever happened because, you know, it's, it's never happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how do we move forward from this? You know, we could just hope that uh, we could have some type of normalcy established in our country again, but you know, time will tell. Maybe January twentieth will usher in a new, quote unquote, regime. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I'm 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 grateful for this conversation, and uh, I, I think and hope our listeners took a little bit away from it. So, um, if you guys don't have any any closing remarks, I mean, let's uh let's go ahead and wrap up and call it good you know um like what justin was saying like if you're in support of it and stuff like that like yes we might not agree but i mean it might still be something that we want to you know have discussion around so um, oh yeah we can we could certainly have further discussion on it too so, so don't don't feel discouraged right because the whole idea of this is having those conversations breaking stigmas and stuff guys so right um, even yeah. if i both sides are passionate I know on my end, there's no real hate. There's there's that surface level anger and stuff like that. Um, but I do my best, and I know these fellas do too, to just try and keep hate, like deep-seated hate out of our lives. So we just wish that for you guys as well. Absolutely. So, hey, we appreciate you all joining us for this, this bonus episode. Uh, I'm Cedric, and with me as always, I got my boys Chris, Dempsey, and Justin. Y'all know what it is. We're the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men. Till next time, right? Uh-huh. Amen. All Amen. right. 2021. 2021. We love y'all. Peace. Men of the year. Men of the year. Men of the year. Men of the year.